Welcome to the Ambitious Entrepreneur Podcast, the place where ambition, drive, and entrepreneurship all meet. This podcast is your go-to for all things business, growth, and expansion. I'm your host, Chelsea. I'm a multiple six-figure business owner, a brain rewiring certified coach, a 70 high energy healer, and all-around business growth obsessed individual. I've been in the space since 2019. I believe that strategy and energetics go hand in hand. You'll find tons of both on the show. For a long time, being ambitious has had a negative connotation, but I'm here to take that word back and help you grow your business without doing the most. You can find me on Instagram at expandwithchelsea or online at expandwithchelsea.com. If you're ready to grow, I'm ready to go. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. I am so excited to have you here. Today we're going to be talking all things end of year recap and planning for 2024. So I've been talking about this a little bit this month on the podcast in terms of what to look for in 2024, how to prioritize using your time through the end of the year. But in this episode, I want to take a higher level view and really do an evaluation of the last year in your business and then how we can use that information to plan 2024 and the year ahead. This is going to be, again, more of a higher level view because, wow, I've just been thinking about this so much. The actions that we take tells the universe what we want more of and what we want less of. So unless we're acutely aware of what am I telling the universe, we're probably going to either get the same results or results that we're not necessarily wanting. So This is where we're going to go in. We're going to look at everything that happened with an objective third third party point of view. We're not like putting our emotions in here. We're not judging. We're not trying to like add shame. We're literally just trying to figure out what created this result. What are the things that I like? What are the things that I'm telling myself that I have to do that I maybe don't really need to do? But I just, you know, kind of have been telling myself that that is the path to success. And meanwhile, it's draining me. It's not making me feel good, etc. We're going to go in. We're going to look at all of those things. And hopefully you're going to come out with a game plan for 2024. Man, this is just, I've, this is just all I've been thinking about, I feel like, in the last couple of weeks as we come into the new year. I just, again, I've said this a lot, but December tends to be a lot slower for most business owners. So it really, I'm using this time to look ahead, to plan ahead, because this is something that I just see as so important for setting the tone for the beginning of the year. And I mean, I've been talking about post-launch evaluation a lot, where if we don't actually take time to stop and reflect, then how are we ever going to create different results. This is this is that last piece of the puzzle. This is okay, if we want to have different results next time next time we need to sit back and see what created the result this time. So Lots of evaluation talk, I know, but I I swear it is super, super necessary. And if you're feeling resistance to it, that's probably just even a bigger sign that like, yes, this would be really good for you. So before we dive into the episode, I've got one update, just one update. And I might might seem a little emotional. And to be honest, I am (laughs) because I just talked with my accountant and she was able to get my books all caught up. And holy shit, that had just been weighing on me so heavily. If you've been listening to the podcast, 
podcast for a while, you know, I went through a transition with accountants and that was just, that was honestly a total nightmare. So my books have been off since about May and I went in there, I did as much as I can. I cleaned up as much as I could, but I am not an accountant. That is not, um, yeah, I've talked a lot about like how math is not my strong suit. All of that numbers tend to overwhelm me, but she got that all cleaned up and holy shit, like I just sat there and cried because it was just this like big weight off of my shoulders. Everything matches up and we're at six figures for the year. We hit six figures. Woohoo! Four years in a row. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. That is just like, I looked at that number and I was like, what? <laughs> like, I kind of knew and had in the back of my mind, but just seeing it is is different. This is this has truly been such a challenging year. This was my first year on payroll as an employee. All year I paid myself on a, uh, is it bi-weekly or bi-monthly? I feel like they, they mean the same thing. Um, or is bi-weekly twice a week? Anyway, I paid myself twice a month, every month the entire year, meaning at that time I paid taxes as well twice a month, which means you got to have a lot of cash on hand. So that was a huge learning process. That was a big learning curve, but I'm really proud of myself for doing it because the hope of that is, right, that because I'm paying taxes twice a month, that the end of the year taxes then are reduced because you've been paying all year. It's kind of like why people pay quarterly taxes rather than waiting to pay one lump sum at the end of the year. It tends to just reduce that impact quite a bit. So that's probably if you're like, wow, Chelsea, like what's wrong with your voice? Like I just had this big emotional experience and I basically was like, thank you, thank you, thank you to my accountant. Like this, this took such a big weight off and I'm so glad I feel so caught up. And this is just perfect timing too with this episode. That wasn't the update that I wanted to give. The actual update is that, hey, this is the last thing that I'm doing this year. This is the last sale. This is the last shebang. And because I'm booked out now with one-on-one -on -one clients through February, this is the only way to work with me. This is the only way to work with me right now is to jump in on the flash sale of Amplify. This is my launch course. This is my signature launch program. And every single thing that I can point back to in terms of making six figures, it's launching. Launching is the six-figure strategy. I like when people are like, it's evergreen, it's passive income. I mean, did you forget about the years that you spent launching your program to make sure that it worked and that you had a bunch of people that went through it? And like, that's why you have all these like great testimonials and you know you have a proven offer and then you can put it on evergreen. Like launching is so important and you got to know how to do it well. As a business owner, I talk about it all the time on this podcast, how important launching is, what to avoid, what to make sure you do. So inside Amplify, I go over each of the different launch phases, what types of content you need to create inside each of those phases because yes, it's different from phase to phase. We talk all about how to improve your copywriting so that you are selling your offer. You can be a really great writer, but there's a big difference between being a great writer and being able to sell your offer and being able to compel people to open up their wallets to pay you. We're also talking all about how often you need to talk about your offer for it to sell out. We're talking about how to get new people on your email list, how to get new people in your audience, how to create a lead generating magnet and free so that more people can see your offer because the more people that are in front of your offer, the higher likelihood that you have of selling it. We're talking about all of that inside the program. I seriously, I believe in Amplify so much. I believe that every, every, every single business owner needs this program. You need to know how to launch super well. Inside you get access to seven different launch calendars, depending on the type of strategy you want to do. If you want to go with a 
waitlist strategy if you want to go with a free challenge or free workshop strategy, or if you want to do a combination of both, I walk you through how to do that with literally, I've literally laid it out on the calendars for you. Here's what to do every single day of your launch so that you're never left wondering. This is just an invaluable resource. I absolutely loved creating these on Canva and I'm giving you the Canva link so you can go in and edit them yourself so this can be completely mirrored and matched up to your launch in January. No, you don't have to launch in January, but I know a lot of business owners are, which is why I put Amplify on flash sale during this time period so that you can snag it for under $100. This is actually the first and only time that it will be under $100. And the the, the reason behind this is because I know so many business owners are going to put something out in January. And the difference between launching and putting something out could be $10,000, right? Like putting something out there, like you could do well with that. But if you launch it, you're going to exponentially increase the amount of income that you could bring in. Like I, I believe that 110%. I mean, I was just talking to one of my friends about this the other day and she was like, yeah, I launched my offer um, a couple of months ago and it did super, super well. And then I kind of didn't have the energy. So I just kind of like put out out a different offer and it really did not do well. And I was like, yeah, that's why launching really is the shit. So this is how you create that ebb and flow too, is I know a lot of people really want this, is working, I don't want to say like hard, but like, yeah, launches are hard emotionally. They are challenging. You are going to push yourself up against your comfort zone. That's what we like as business owners. But there's this period of like, okay, we are working a little bit harder, but then because of that, you're creating this period after where you're really taking a step back and you're able to pull back instead of going hard all the time. This is how you create ebb and flow. I swear to God, launching is... It is it is absolutely life-changing. I know we're not supposed to say, oh, making more money changed my life. We're supposed to just like not talk about that, but making more money absolutely changed my life. Like <laughs> I have so much more freedom now. I have so many more resources. I'm able to hire things out. It's just, it's been a total game changer. And all of that is thanks to launching. So, you know, I'm always going to shoot you straight. I think that you need this course. I think it's absolutely, I'm so proud of myself for creating it. I think it's a brilliant resource. I'm going to put the link in the show notes to where you can check it out. The Flash Sale ends today. It ends today. If you're listening to this podcast episode on the day that it comes out, December 14th, 2023, this is your last day to get access for $97. Otherwise, it goes back up to its price point of $444. So you actually save over three, close to like $350 with this flash sale. So get in on that. You can actually watch the course in a couple of weeks. I mean, you've got two weeks. If you buy it now, you've got two weeks from now until January. Consume all of that information. If you even spend 15 minutes a day on on this. You'll get it done in two weeks, of course. I think that they're very bingeable, so I think you could get this course done in a weekend, have your launch planned, have your best launch ever, and make back your investment super quick. You'll also get access to a workshop that I'm hosting live on the 21st. This is all about planning your launch. This is going to be where you're able to get customized advice and guidance from me for your specific launch, what you should focus on, what your lenses should be, how many times you should talk about your offer, what platforms you should use. So you'll get complimentary access to that workshop if you join Amplify during the flash sale. That's the only way to get in on that workshop is by being a part of Amplify. All right, go check out that program in the show notes. I could not recommend it more. It is. It has been called the Launch Bible. I would not disagree with that. It is super comprehensive, and it's going to give you the entire launch process start to finish, and you're going to feel like you have mastery over it. All right, let's get into the uh, meat of today's episode. 
So this is actually something that I would recommend either specifically carving out time for or doing this over the course of a couple of days because you got to let it sit. You got to let it integrate. There's probably going to be other things that pop up. But what I would recommend is looking at your year backwards month by month. What happened that month? Did you launch something? What was going on in your personal life? Did you move? Did you experience an illness? Did you have a kid? Did somebody get married? Did you get married. There's a lot of different factors that could be going on. And while I do think that looking at the numbers is important, I also think it's important to look at it through the lens of what was going on in my life to create this result or that potentially fed into this result. So for me, this is really fresh in my brain because I actually just went back and looked at a profit and loss statement for each of my months in 2023. And I'm like, oh, okay, that was because of this. That was because of this. I launched something that month. I actually like took that most of that month off and just really kind of like bullet pointing out, like, here's why this month went the way that it did. And again, months are kind of like arbitrary, but I do think it's important to have this information. So going back through and really adding up how much did I make in this month, if you don't already have that, like I highly recommend using QuickBooks to Make sure that you are categorizing all of your transactions so that you're getting the max amount of write-offs as possible. And it's just really easy to see the reports too. You can see exactly how much you made, how much you spent. I mean, that's the, basically the definition of a profit and loss statement. But it's really important to have those numbers front and center. I know a lot of business owners are really good at what they do. And then when it comes to the numbers part, they're like, yeah, I wish I didn't have to look at that. But I actually think being in there and being more involved is better than being removed because you're able to to look at that and say, oh, okay, I know what created that result. Or, okay, if that was the result and I didn't like it, then I at least have the information in my head so I can potentially change it later on. I, I really think it's better to be looking at it than to have your head buried in the sand. Trust me, I know I had my head buried in the sand for the last couple of years. This is the first year that I've been really in, like, my, I got my hands in there. I got my hands in my QuickBooks. I'm doing all the things. I'm categorizing all the things. I'm working with my accountant, and it feels really good to be in on that rather than to just be, like, pretend that it doesn't exist because the number side of things, it actually does matter because that will directly have an impact on how profitable you are as a business. So sitting down, really looking at what happened every month in 2023, what did I like, what did I not like, Big questions to ask yourself are what offers of mine sold the best? What offers did I like creating? Which ones felt like a joy to deliver? Which ones felt really light? Which ones are am I excited to do more of in the future? So what we're really trying to do here is we're trying to have a couple of different categories. We want things that are like, yes, I'm going to carry this on with me into the next year. The other category on the other side, asking yourself, okay, what offers didn't sell as well as I wanted them to or didn't do as well as I thought that they could, even though maybe I was excited about them and then what offers felt like a chore to create and deliver, even if maybe they sold well. I mean, so this, for example, for me, and this is why I'm not going to be doing energy healing circles going forward into 2024, even though I liked hosting them and I really liked when we were in the session, marketing them on top of everything else that I had going on in my business felt like too much. I mean, it was like every single month I was like, wow, why did I why did I do this to myself? You know, it's just one of those things where I, I really wanted to uphold the commitment. And I think I I hosted 13 or 14 different energy healing circles last this last year. And in December, I just got to the point where I was like, I'm not marketing this on top of what all the other things that I'm doing. So every other month besides December, 
I hosted an energy healing circle. And then there were a couple of months in there that I hosted two. But that's one of those things where it's like that felt like a chore to market that, not necessarily to host it. I liked that. But talking about two different offers at once for me, holy shit, that's really challenging. It kind of like I like to go deeper on one offer than to kind of barely touch on a couple. So it was always weighing on the back of my mind, too, of like, you should talk about this more. You should talk about this more. And it really just became this like heavy type of thing. So that, for example, that's an that's something that I'm going to be releasing in 2024. Do I like it? And is it fun? for me? Absolutely. But the marketing side of it just felt like it was too much. So if I can figure out a way to put that more on autopilot, maybe that'll come back. But as of for right now, I'm just pushing pause on that because we can't do everything. We have limited amounts of energy, resources, you know, words, (laughs) times that we want to show up on social media. So you got to think about, am I promoting the thing that is either going to make me the most money or I'm the most excited about? Hopefully those are one and of and of the same. So I also want you to ask yourself, what do I want to do less of? All of these questions are so fucking important. Again, like I mentioned in the beginning of the episode, the universe only want, only knows what we want more of because of the action that we take. Do you want to hear about one of the biggest mistakes that I made in my business? It's not changing and switching over to Kajabi earlier. Seriously, I am fully obsessed with Kajabi. This is a everything that you need all in one platform. So instead of having a different server for your email address, your website hoster, if you have a podcast, your courses on a different platform, it's all in one. I cannot tell you how much time this saves me. This also saves me money. I was spending more. I was spending more on all of those separate platforms than I do on Kajabi now saves me time, saves me money, and I can see all of my analytics all in one place. I can see how many people are visiting what pages of my website. I can see how many people downloaded my freebie. I can see how many people subscribed to my email list that week. I can see how many sales I've made. I can compare it to last month. I can compare it to last year. It is so, so helpful to have all of these stats all in one place so that I can make the best possible decision for my business instead of just making an emotional decision like I did in the past. So you actually have the data right in front of you. If you have not tried out Kajabi, absolutely you need to. If you already have a website, you can do Kajabi's free trial and see if you like it. It is a super simple platform to learn. Believe me, I have learned the behind the scenes of WordPress and Squarespace. And while I do really like Squarespace, Kajabi is even easier to use. I build all of my own landing pages. I build all of my own sales pages. And it took me, yeah, it took me like a couple of hours to learn. But after that, you have that skill set for the rest of your life. I will not be moving away from Kajabi. I absolutely love having one place to host absolutely everything, courses, podcast, website, email list, All of it's just in one spot. I just click on my little Kajabi tab on my browser and then I can have all of that pop right up. If you haven't tried out Kajabi yet, you absolutely need to. They have given me a really special code for a 30 day, a 30 day free trial which is enough time to get down and dirty and learn the ins and outs of Kajabi to see if it's right for your business, which spoiler alert, it probably is. There's a reason why a lot of the leading business owners in the space use Kajabi. And to be very honest, I won't even purchase courses anymore if they're not on Kajabi. I just don't trust any other platform. I love that Kajabi has the ability to have an app on your phone and you can listen to courses on the go. I mean, this is just such a big, when I go through courses myself, I like to listen when I'm on a walk or I like to listen 
when I'm just doing random house tasks and I don't always wanna have my laptop open. So you can go and try out that 30 day free trial using my link. I will post it in the show notes so you can get started ASAP and see if this is a good fit for your business because this has been a total game changer for me. A lot of my clients have actually ended up switching over to Kajabi as well to host their courses on there and it is just, I couldn't recommend it more. Again, this is like the one mistake I made early in my business is not switching over to this sooner and trying to navigate using six different platforms to do what one platform can do. Kajabi is absolutely the number one in the industry for a reason and they have absolutely fantastic, absolutely fantastic customer support, customer service. I was just chatting with them this morning over something that I noticed on my website that I couldn't figure out how to fix. I did a couple Google searches and I was like, I'm just gonna ask and I got it resolved within two minutes. So if you are somebody that doesn't wanna deal with a lot of tech issues, get on the Kajabi train because you can actually just ask somebody to fix it for you. They can log into your site and fix the issue for you. Unlike unhelpful sites, <laughs> I've been doing a lot of like back end work with a lot of my clients lately that are using different sites rather than Kajabi and just going in and talking with their customer service. I'm like, oh my God, like they actually don't want to help you at all. So if you are somebody that doesn't like dealing with that, it's time to switch to Kajabi and you can try out 30 days risk-free. If you don't like it, don't do it. But I have a feeling you are going to like it. And this is something to where you can go and buy templates on Etsy or you can hire a web designer and they can build out that website for you. This is something that if you want to level up your business, this is a really, really amazing way to do so. Again, there's a reason why most people in the industry use Kajabi as a is because it actually is the number one platform. This is the most inclusive. It has everything that you need and I couldn't recommend it more. You can learn more about Kajabi using the link in the show notes and get started on your free 30-day trial. So using my energy healing circle example, because I was hosting an energy healing circle every single month, the universe is like, oh, she must like making her income like that. So, I mean, in order for me to make a significant amount of income on a $77 offer, that's the typical price point of the energy healing circles that I ran, I would need to have so many people join that versus something like a, I don't know, for example, like a $1,000 course that's like, okay, we could have 10 people join an energy healing circle or one person join that course. And I mean, the amount of marketing work that goes into getting 10 people into something versus one, that's vastly different. So you got to step back and look at, okay, so what does the universe think that I like? Am I trying to play small and kind of like grab, I don't want to say smaller fish, when I should be focusing my time, energy, and attention on something that could actually generate more income and revenue for me? And I think a lot of the times what ends up happening, especially if you're not used to selling higher ticket items, so things that are, you know, seven, eight, nine hundred dollars, a thousand dollars plus, if you're not used to that, it feels safer to play in that like $37, $47, $77, $97 range because you just don't have the confidence built up yet to sell those higher products. I would absolutely spend time trying to sell a higher ticket item because again, like it just goes back to basic math. You're gonna have to sell fewer of those than you will the lower ticket items. And I would rather have you feel super confident in selling higher ticket items than feel like kind of okay selling lower ticket ones. That's just my that's just my perspective on this. But 
I really think, again, like it comes back to confidence. And as a business owner, yes, it is awesome to be accessible to everyone. And I mean, this is why I have a podcast. I have a free podcast. You could build basically your entire business off of this podcast. I give so much advice. I give so much education, information, tips, resources on this podcast. So I don't feel guilty for not having a lot of lower ticket items or offers because that is one of the biggest things that I hear from business owners is, oh, well, if I sell something at that price point, then that really isolates a lot of people that could potentially benefit from this offer. Have a weekly email. Go live on Instagram weekly. Have a podcast where you share that type of information every single week. I'd rather you do that and spend a little bit of your time giving away something for free versus spend the rest of your career trying to sell a $37 item. So I'll get off my soapbox on that. But what we're really trying to do is look at the last year and ask yourself, what did I like? What sold really well? What did I not like? Did that sell well? Did it not sell well? And then using that information then to plan 2024. What are you not doing anymore? What are you going to do more of? What did you do a little bit of that you do want to do more of? Is there anything in there that you are holding on to that feels really heavy for you? Because again, that's like 100% going to affect your attitude. It's going to affect the way that you show up about that offer. It's going, it's going to affect everything. You don't need to do things that you don't like. You're the boss of your own business. You get to tell yourself what you want to do more of, what you want to do less of. For me, for 2024, what this really looks like is letting go of any offer that I am not 100% on board with. Some, like that, So that's energy healing circles. That's a couple of other offers too that I've looked at that I'm like, yeah, this is a decent moneymaker for me, but the amount of time, energy, attention it takes to either market it or deliver it, I mean, one, one of two things could happen. Either I need to let it go or the price point needs to increase. And I was really looking at that with a lot of my offers and, and understanding like, oh, okay, so if I were to sit down and count out every single hour within, let's say, for example, my mentorship package, if I were to count out, you know, how many hours I spend on client calls with the energy healing sessions in there on Voxer, all of those different factors are they accounted for inside the offer? Uh, for my mentorship, it absolutely is. I went back and did that, and that's when I realized back in August, I was like, oh shit, I need to raise the price on this because this actually includes a lot of lot of value, and the price point was too low. But making sure that you're doing that with each of your offers, especially if they are one-on-one -on -one offers, so that, again, you don't have to sell three of them when you could really just be selling one of them for a higher price point, and you'd be more excited about it because it would feel more worth your time. The conversation around pricing is just, God, it's so important. If you don't feel like you're being compensated well for your prices, even if it's not necessarily a conscious thing, let's say, for example, you have two different offers and one, one feels a little bit heavier for you to deliver. It takes a little bit more time. You're always going to feel like there's a bit of a drag when it comes to marketing it. Maybe the fix is raising the price point. Maybe the fix is uh, formatting it differently. Maybe the fix is getting rid of it. But if there's any single little part of you that's not on board with it, we've we've got to change it or you've got to get rid of it. And this is just the really the energy that I'm feeling for 2024 is no more bullshit. No more bullshitting yourself. No more allowing yourself to do things that you know that you don't like. It's just, it's time to stop all of that. I just, I don't think that any of us have time 
to continue doing things that we don't like, don't enjoy, it is it is seriously detracting from the amount of income and the amount of uh, clients that you could call in from other places. So that's, again, I know this is like a little bit of a ranty episode, but like I just feel so strongly about this. I'm like, don't do things that you don't like. Don't do it. Don't do it. Also, you need to get paid well. <laughs> okay, on. But you also want to go back and you want to look at what were my big wins throughout the year? What were my big challenges? So this could be anything. I mean, it could be, again, I think business and personal life are so related. So if you're like, wow, I went through a giant breakup, I would, uh, I'd probably list that as a big challenge. And this isn't to say we're trying to like fix it or avoid that situation next year. Like life is always going to happen. Like maybe there is a death in the family. There's just a lot of things that we can't control. And going back through and saying, okay, I am really proud of myself for that challenge that I was able to move through and still run a business on top of it. Maybe you hit pause. Maybe you didn't. I mean, Anything that you've gone through and you're still able to, like, run your business and show up, that's a giant fucking win. Instead of having it, like, loom and hang over your head and and be hard on yourself and be angry or upset that, you know, things didn't turn out differently, like, I there's just we don't have— we can't be doing that because otherwise we're just never going to feel successful. I really want you to look at the wins that you had. I want you to find more than one win. I mean, did you, okay, the money side of it is just one part, right? Like, did you make more money? Did you maybe make less money, but you had more new clients come into your scope? Did you like what you were doing better? Do you feel more in alignment? Are you more excited? Are you more happy? Do you have more free time? These are all different things that I want you to look at. Did you launch something new? Did you launch something or put something out there that you were really afraid to do but actually feels like so good and so nourishing to you? So all of these different things, I mean, I think as business owners, we are extremely hard on ourselves. It's this double-edged sword of like, well, being hard on myself got me here. But then, you know, if, if I don't use that you know, if I don't use being hard on myself, am I going to improve? Am I going to grow? Am I going to continue to uh, push boundaries and see what I'm capable of? Um, yes, I think the answer is yes. <laughs> you don't always need to be hard on yourself. You do need to take time to sit back and reflect and say, okay, I'm a badass bitch and this year was a lot. I had some challenges, I overcame them, and there were some big wins within that. And I'd really just feel like that is going to be more positive fuel than being mean to yourself. I mean, yes, I know exactly all about this. As somebody that is really trying to move away from being really hard on myself as a form and a source of motivation and the thing that moves me forward, this is something that's been super helpful is literally looking at like, okay, but here's what I overcome. Here's what I did in the face of that challenge. And that is something to be celebrated. So that's kind of like the current year. I mean, yes, there could be other things in there too, but like really make sure that you sit down and you look at what happened this last year. P.S. If you haven't downloaded my post-launch evaluation freebie, I'll link it in the show notes. This is going to be really helpful too, and this could actually be really useful in looking back on your year. I created this for a singular launch and really reflecting and evaluating how that process went, but a lot of these questions can be applied more generally to the entire year as well, and it's a super, super valuable resource. I'd highly recommend downloading it. So looking at the year ahead, 
you're going to want to go ahead and do a couple of things. Probably the most important being planning when you want to have your bigger launches throughout the year. So three to five, and then you're able to go and fill in with some cash injections in between there. So I've talked quite a bit on the podcast about launching and cash injections. No, they are not the same thing. I have a free masterclass all about cash injections, but truly launching is the way to go if you want to hit six figures and beyond. I just think that they're a lot more reliable. You have the ability to make more money as well. So I'll link that cash injection masterclass in the show notes, but just know that that is one strategy to make money that I wouldn't necessarily rely on being the money maker inside your business. That's what I would rely on launching for. So looking at, okay, I, again, I don't like the, the language, the verbiage of Q1, Q2, Q3, Q4, but if you are planning four launches in a year, maybe put the first one in the first three months, the second one in the second three months, and so on and so forth. But really looking at, too, you know, you have your past year's information where there's slower months for you, where there are periods of time where you were a bit busier. I know for me, I really don't have a lot going on in January, February, typically. Usually in March, things start to pick up climbing-wise, and I want to be outside. March, April, May, I'm like, yep, Give me outside. This is where I want to be. I want to spend less time working. So not super ideal times for giant launches for me. The summer is, again, like I am climbing a lot less in the summer, so I feel more excited to do bigger launches in the summer. Also knowing, too, that the summer can be slower for business owners because a lot more people are not on their phones. They're outside. They're doing things. They are... You know, if it's families, their kids aren't in school anymore, but just kind of factoring all of these things in. Then in the fall, October tends to be just like a brilliant, super, super good climbing month. So I did a launch last year during October, and it really, it was hard because I it conflicted where I was like, well, I want to go climb, but I also want to launch really well. And I ended up picking launching and my business quite a bit over climbing and just kind of looking at that next year and doing some of this future forecasting and kind of planning a little bit differently. You know, looking forward into next year, I'm probably going to plan a launch in September and then do a little bit less over October and then really prioritize Black Friday in November. So kind of allowing that to be kind of like the more general overarching plan. Again, things can change. I'm not saying you need to sit down and plan out your entire year. There's a 0% chance if I planned specific dates in January that they would actually be the same come November or December. Allow things to be a little bit fluid, but I do think it is worth taking a look at so that you at least least have somewhat of a bigger vision and a bigger understanding of what's going on inside your business. And again, that's why I think knowing how to both launch and have a cash injection is really important so that when you have those bigger times that you do launch and you're like, oh, okay, well, it's like another couple of months till I'm launching again, but I still want to generate some income in my business. That's when you'd go and you'd plug in a cash injection. Things that I'd look at for that are, are there any holidays? Are the, Is it your birthday? Is it you know, an event like a website launch, something like that, or maybe it's a new product that you want to put out, but it's not necessarily going to fit the concept of a launch. I would say launches are great for one-on-one containers, group programs, like anything that's like pretty big inside your business versus something that's like a little, uh, I don't want to say that it's like little, right? But it's more of like a one-time thing or it's an offering or it's like a done-for-you service that isn't necessarily as complex to communicate to your audience would be a really great 
candidate for a cash injection. So again, looking for kind of like those little pockets. Do I want to host something over my birthday? I've generally done energy healing sessions the last couple of birthdays, a special on those that's done really well. I've done things for Valentine's Day's just the day leading up to Valentine's Day and then the couple of days after it, and that's done really well. You can also look at, maybe you are looking at revamping your website. That for sure should be a big deal within your business. So I would plan to either have a sale at the end of that or just something special to where you're really welcoming people in. And I also too, I really want you to look at what do you want your schedule to be next year? This is something that I am just like, I am nerding out on this. I'm gonna make some kind of scary changes I'm like, okay, so what if instead of being available for client calls, let's say, for example, 15 hours a week, but then my calls are really spread out where it's like I have one and then I have like an hour and 15 minute break and then I have another one. What if I actually just condensed that amount of time and was available 10 hours and things are much more back to back? What if I actually didn't work a full day of calls on Wednesdays? As of right now, my Wednesdays are about five-ish calls. That's about the average, which is a lot, right? Like that's a lot of talking. That's a lot of being on. So I'm kind of playing around with the idea of, okay, what if we actually did just like one chunk on Monday and then one chunk on Wednesday and it wasn't this just all day thing that I feel like I need to recover from on Thursday and maybe that'll feel more sustainable. So that's something that I'm playing with. I'm also really playing with doing less task switching it is super hard for our human brains to task switch. We are not as good as we think we are at it. And what I mean by that is, let's say, for example, you're writing an email and then you go record a podcast and then you hop on a client call, which is like basically what I'm doing today. And I'm realizing that like, hey, that is the least efficient thing that I could do. Really sticking to this idea of putting similar tasks on the same day. And there have been periods of time where I've been really, really good about this. And that's when I feel the most productive and focused. And then it's kind of like when you get an Injury and you go to the physical therapist and you do the exercises and you're like, I feel better. And then you stop doing the exercises and you're like, weird, the pain came back. That's kind of what I feel like I've been doing is it's like, oh, I've, I've been feeling so much more productive and focused. And then I'm like, not on my routine anymore. And I'm like, huh, I don't really feel productive or focused anymore. Like, wonder why. So that's something that I'm really going to dedicate a lot of time to thinking about what I want to do for 2024. I kind of have a loose idea already. I maybe want to do some marketing, some batching of content on Mondays. I know the word batching triggers me too. I'm not a huge fan of it, but when I think about and I zoom out and I think about the bigger picture, Instagram is a part of my marketing strategy. Like it or not, reels are here to stay. So this is a train that I really do want to be more consistent on. So I'm thinking about batching reels on Monday and having that just be the day to where it doesn't feel like I'm always trying to create in the moment and be spontaneous because that is super hard. You need a lot of free t space and time for that. You need a lot of energy. You need to feel relatively good in order to tap into that creativity versus if I just block it out on Monday, this is the day that it happens every single week. We're going to see what happens. I'm going to play around with it. So Tuesdays, I'm thinking of recording Tuesdays. So this could be if I have any course material to record, uh, recording podcast episodes. If I have a guest on the podcast, they're going to go on Tuesday. So I'm really excited to keep that day to where it's like I don't necessarily need to do client work. It's just fully focused on what are these video or audio deliverables inside my business. For Wednesdays, this is going to be like working Wednesday, whether I am doing client work or doing client calls. And again, trying to task switch the least amount as possible. So 
thinking about this, I really zoomed out. And this is going to require you to get really clear on what tasks do you do inside your business. P.S. I'm going to be hosting a free boot camp. I'm so fucking pumped about this. I'm going to be hosting that come the beginning of the year to help you get the whole back end of your business organized on point and take control of your business. Because right now there's probably a lot of different things. There's like loose ends and there's like a bunch of messy action. So it's like creating all of this uh, fog and confusion in the back end of your business. I'm going to help you clean that up. But one of the biggest things that we're going to tackle is trying to get you to figure out what are you doing during the day? Where are you spending your time? Do you actually need to be working 10 hours or could you actually get that done in five? So stay on the lookout for that. I'll announce signups for that very, very soon. Again, that's totally free. Really pumped for it. But Thursdays, I'm planning of doing more of like coursework. So if I need to, I'm thinking about revamping a couple of my courses. I already know I want to dive into the first three modules of Next Level Business. And I'm adding slides and PDFs and all of these like really cool, exciting things. So I'm going to be doing that on Thursdays. So for me, this is also really helpful because then I know what days I need to get ready. Like maybe I don't need to get ready on Monday, but Tuesday because I'm recording videos, Wednesday because I'm working with clients, and Thursdays because I'm doing video things, great, I can get ready. And then it's not just this like me waking up and being like, do I need to get ready today? Like, to be honest, I don't like getting ready every day. I know it's probably like great for productivity, but I like to be in my pajamas. I mean, I work from home. So that's really helpful that way. And then Fridays, I'm going to do more of like planning. I'm going to do more of like email copywriting type of things. If I have any emails that need to go out the next week, I'm going to try to write multiple in one sitting session instead of just like one email and calling it good. That's just, I think, going to be really helpful for me for the future. So I'm excited. We'll see how it goes. Um, always playing around with things. And this is something that I have been really good about in the past. I feel like I've slipped a little bit more recently. So we're going to get back on that train because I do feel best when I have each day specifically lined out. This is what I do this day. This is what I do Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Wednesdays etc. So you're also going to want to plan out too. I mean, yes, income and revenue goals are important, but I also think, you know, do you want to hit a certain number of clients? Do you want to hit a certain number on social media, or maybe you want to grow your email list by a certain number. Email list growth and podcast downloads are really, really big focus for me for 2024. Um, Yes, Instagram, social media is in there slightly, but I honestly think that for me, I am super, super motivated by email and podcast just because I can visually see those numbers and I I feel like people are... I'm more connected with people, if that makes sense. Like, yes, Instagram is so fun to hang out on, but because it is such a two-way platform, I think that I end up spending a lot more time on there than I really need to, whereas email and podcasting, I'm just like, I'm in it, I'm done, and I know it's impactful. So I'm really excited to sit down and do some goal planning for 2024 and look at, like, yes, not only how much money do I want to make and how is that going to happen, what offer, you know, do I need to sell at what price point, how many do I need to sell, all of that kind of cool math. That's like the, in my opinion, like only acceptable math (laughs) is like income math. But also looking at, you know, are there other things that are going to help to contribute and grow your business if you sit down and you do start to focus on them and having your goals close to you, right? Like on sticky notes, in your planner, something to where it's very in front of you all the time is going to help you keep it top of mind and help keep it prioritized. Because I think, I mean, I heard this quote, I, it's, I think it's like a general quote, but we overestimate how much we can do in a day and underestimate how much we can do in a year. It's so cool to look back on the year and be like, wow, holy shit, it didn't feel like it at the time, but I was actually chipping away at that big goal and look at how much closer we are or look at how I actually achieved this. That's incredible. So 
I'm really excited for you to sit down and do some planning for the next year and do some reflection on the year that just happened because like, holy shit, that was a lot. I was just sitting here thinking about like, I can't believe I did what I did numbers-wise with all that I had going on. <laughs> like, what? It's kind of like it's a surprise and it's not at the same time because I am very intentional about what I do and I do work extremely hard. I don't work a ton. I do work very, very hard at what I do, right? It's deep intentional work. But it's kind of such a surprise to me that even while dealing with so many things, I had a lot of setbacks this year. I had a weird neck thing again in February. And it just kind of like I had some launches that I was like, oh my God, should I quit my business? <laughs> but that's just how it goes, right? Like we can't learn without those failures, without those mistakes, without the challenges. Like there, there would be no reason or no catalyst for the growth. So looking back on all of that and I just think it's so important and it's so special to for you to see your own journey as a business owner and to appreciate how far you've come because unless you stop to actually look at that, you're probably just going to keep on speeding ahead and feeling like it's never enough. So hopefully this episode was helpful for you. Let me know if it was. Tag me on Instagram. I am at Expand with Chelsea. If you haven't yet left a rating and a review, I would appreciate it so much if you just took a couple of moments to pop in on iTunes, give me a five-star rating and leave a review. Let me know know what you're loving from the podcast so I can create more of it in the future. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so, so much for listening. I hope you have the best rest of your day and I will talk to you next episode.